coaches. There is a way to increase your impact without becoming a slave to your business. This is Purpose to Profit, where we talk to top industry experts, coaches, and clients about their strategies that will help you do less and make more. And now, here's your hosts. Hey guys, I'm Adam Marquardt. What's up, everyone? Sandra Garcia here, and we also have Erica Lamb with us. Erica discovered her passion in 2013 to become a certified holistic health coach and an independent distributor for Young Living Essential Oils. So combining her passion for wellness and essential oils, she completely fell in love and became in alignment with her purpose, now aligning with the profit. Erica lives in Long Island, New York with her boyfriend and her fur family, two dogs and one cat. By day, she's a sales professional and hospice volunteer, and her hobbies include yoga, reading about metaphysical spirituality, biking, hiking with the dogs, and spending time at the beach. Who doesn't? Even in the winter. Welcome, Erica. What's up, Erica? We're so happy to have you. Thank you both (laughs) for having me. This is really a wonderful opportunity. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And so Erica, gosh, there's so much, but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to share a little bit more about your story as to how this all got started. Absolutely. So in 2013, I um, finally got my diet in order. I started to become much more mindful of what I was eating. So I took out processed foods. I started cooking more and really focused on whole foods, eating lots of vegetables and fresh fish and things of that nature. And I had my food down. And I remember just doing some research online and discovering the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is a school based in New York City that provided a certification program to become a health coach. And in 2013, it was an unheard of career. And so I just remember getting a visceral reaction to reading about the program. And I just remember thinking, this is really what I want to do. And I had never had a reaction to something like that before. So I knew I had to pay attention. But as I started to read about the program online, what I really thought was interesting was how Institute for Integrative Nutrition talked about something called primary foods and secondary foods. Secondary foods is everything about nutrition. But primary foods is everything else that nourishes us. And that means relationships, what your career is like, what your movement is like, if you have a spiritual practice. And so it kind of hit me hard when I thought a little bit more about the program because this is really a holistic approach to health. And at the time, I had my food down, but everything else was way out of whack. So that was certainly a crossroads for me because I thought to myself, I've got some major decisions to make. You know, at that time, I was in an unhappy marriage. I was in a super stressful job that I wasn't happy anymore at. And my exercise, you know, was not really consistent. And and I didn't really have much of a spiritual practice except for maybe the occasional yoga class. So that that moment was sort of the sort of the catalyst for the change that came over the next few years. And so that program, to me, just the initial reading about it absolutely changed the course of my life. I love that. And I'm sure that you've heard Sandra and I say before in different capacities about how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I love that they have this kind of holistic approach, because I think that that's kind of one thing that a lot of people don't consider. You know, when people think of health, 
they think of like physical health, like what does my body look like? But there's so much more that goes into it, you know, emotional health, you know, mental health, spiritual health, like all of those things. And I love that you were able to, to find that and connect with it and say, hey, you know what? I know that I have this one aspect of my life down, but, you know, where else can I improve? Where else can I grow? Where else can I, you know, look at and try to improve the health of those things, not necessarily just my physical health. While that's important, I also think that, you know, if you're in the best shape of your life, but you're depressed, you know, that's a big problem. If you're in the best shape of your life, but you don't have, you know, maybe that spiritual component, you know, that could cause issues. And so I love that there was that holistic Mm -hmm. approach with everything. Absolutely. I used to say you can eat all the kale in the world that you want, but if you are miserable in your relationship and you hate your job and you're not really exercising, you know, everything's going to be completely off. And so that was an epiphany and certainly what motivated me to enroll once I made those life-changing decisions about ending my marriage as well as leaving that job behind, which took a few years and a tremendous amount of soul searching, but I finally made those moves and those were the best decisions of my life. And I really do owe it all to just learning about the program back in 2013. It was really a, a major opportunity for me to make some significant necessary changes. Mm-hmm. So what did you choose and what did you sacrifice to go down this path? I wouldn't even call it a sacrifice because I knew deep down I needed to make both of those changes. The marriage was unhealthy. And my career at that point was not serving me in the way that it had. And so I never looked at it as a sacrifice. From a financial standpoint, sure, there were certain things that I needed to modify. But I knew that making these decisions, that they were completely aligned with what I needed for my vision for the future. And so I can't even use the word sacrifice because had I stayed in those situations, I would have been sacrificing every part of my health and literally my life. Erica, you said a very interesting phrase that I want to point back to and that I want to just everybody who's listening, I want you to hear this and then ask yourself this question. So what you had said, Erica, was an area of my life that was no longer serving me. So I want people, whoever's listening right now, I want you to really just take a second and think what in my life is no longer serving me. And I mean, this could literally be anything because, you know, Sandra and I talk sometimes about energy leaks. And I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, something as walking in your closet and it's disorganized or, you know, there's clothes that don't fit or clothes that aren't your style anymore. Like that could be an energy leak or it could be something very big as far as, you know, your career. But whatever it is, like we all go through different seasons. We all go through transitions and and there are energy leaks and those things are no longer serving you. It's so important to make sure that you're, you know, removing those things or eliminating them or minimizing them because they're not serving you anymore. So I love that you use that Mm -hmm. language because it's so important to constantly be evaluating and reevaluating what is and isn't serving me. A hundred percent. Right. Another thing I wanted to highlight, Erica, you said that it wasn't that I was sacrificing something is what was I sacrificing by staying? And so a good question to ask is what am I sacrificing if I do? And what am I sacrificing if I don't? And so I think that that was, that was also really, really powerful and important to highlight. So now after you, you chose yourself, where are you now? Living my best life, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. I know it. (laughs) It has been an unbelievable journey since I made those decisions. And 
the second half of my life because this all took place when I was 45. And the second half of my life is so, it's already flowing. And the future, I know it sounds cliche, but it looks so bright now. I am in a wonderful relationship with a remarkable man. We just got back from a vacation together. We live with our two dogs and cat. We have similar interests. We have similar values. We have the same goals for ourselves. We really make each other better versions of ourselves. And that is the ultimate, that is the ultimate part of a relationship. We really just support each other on every level. We have fun together and it's been the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Eric, yeah. I just want to, I just want to highlight something you said again was you specifically said that this was all happening and unfolding when you were 45. And I find yeah. that so compelling because I feel like there's a lot of people who go through things in, you know, forties and fifties, sixties, sometimes even older, but they say, you know, Oh, I'm too old to start over. I'm too old mm. to, to do X, Y, Z. I'm too old to, you know, whatever that is that's holding them back. And for you, you made that choice and you're living proof that you can do it at any age. And, and the thing that I love about that is that you're not too old. It's like, it's like, what would have the con back to what Sandra said, like, what would the consequences have been had you just continued to go through the motions and, and, you know, be in relationships or in, you know, whether that's personal or professional that weren't serving you anymore, like what would that have done for you if you would have gone through that for the next 10, 15, 20 years? And now I know that there might be people listening right now who are in that same situation right now. And they say, oh, well, my situation's different. It's not that easy. It's not, you know, whatever it is that they're feeling in this moment, hearing this, but like you are living proof of, I did this and I did this for me because I wanted to be happy. I deserve to be happy. And that's the thing that I want everybody to know is like life is about choices. And now, mm -hmm. yes, there are pros and cons to everything, you know, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy, but I want you guys to really know and understand that regardless of your age, regardless of your situation, like you have a choice. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us just get paralyzed in fear. And that was the reason why it took me as long as it did to make those decisions. And once you do the work, and what I mean by work is really just starting to listen to your intuition, your inner guide. And we all know, we all know that still small voice inside of us. And it gets louder and louder and louder the longer you ignore it and throw and brush things under the rug, which I did for many years. And so a lot of my motivation to become a health coach was to help other women who might be stuck in these types of relationships because I've been there and it's really, really scary. And fear and guilt are, I would say, the number one reasons why people stay in relationships for longer than they should. And regardless of your circumstances, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there who are in relationships, they're in marriages and they're staying because of the kids. And it's a disservice to everyone in, in that family if you do that for those reasons alone. And so a lot of the work I've done was really just to get over the fear. And one of my favorite teachers, Gabby Bernstein, if you don't know her, look her up. She's amazing. I took her masterclass last year and she talks about fear. And she says, fear is a sure sign that you're relying on your own power. And I think that statement alone doesn't really need an explanation. I am a true believer in having what I like to call a spiritual entourage. 
and not to get woo woo, but you know, this is, this is real. You know, I, I feel there are invisible resources for us that we can rely on. And when you start to really believe and trust that the path that you know that you should be on, even if you're scared to death is the right one. Look up Gabby Bernstein. The universe has your back. She wrote a book on it and it is absolutely true. So Erica, you talked a lot about fear and fear before you made the decision. So now looking back to the decisions you made to transition, you know, out of that relationship and and out of that job, is it as bad as the fear that you had anticipated? You know, is it as bad as you had thought? Or did you transition and say, hey, you know what, looking back, that really wasn't as bad as I hyped it up in my head. It wasn't as bad as I hyped it up in my head. It sucked. No doubt it was hard, but nothing came close to what was going on in my head for all those years. Right, right. And that tends to be the case for all of us, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what kept you going through that fear and, and through that darkness? Like what was fueling you at that point when you made the choice and you were going down this path and you chose yourself? Like what was your fuel? When I first made the decision to end the marriage, I felt what fueled me was the relief, if that makes sense. And that feeling of relief I knew was the start of a lot of other wonderful feelings I was going to experience now that I had made that decision to leave. And that went for both my marriage and my job that I was at for 14 years. Relief is a sign that you did the right thing. And when you choose yourself And you choose yourself, not because you're selfish, but deep down, you know what it is that's right for you. Things are just going to flow. And that's exactly what happened to me. So for me, what fueled me was knowing that I was going to have a future that I dreamed of for so long. And through the years of contemplating, ending my marriage, leaving my job, I did a tremendous amount of soul searching. I did a tremendous amount of daydreaming, imagining. I even created a vision board that nobody saw. (laughs) But all of the things, all of the things that I had really struggled with, I was able to overcome and moves me to tears to think that if this is all now in my past and now I get an opportunity to share my experience and hopes to help others. But There is nothing like feeling your fear and doing it anyway. There is magic on the other side, you guys. Absolute magic. I wish you could see Erica's face right now because the smile on her face and how radiant she is (laughs) as she explains that it's real and it's genuine and it's so impactful when it's coming from a place of of experience and deep joy of like knowing the other side and overcoming the other side and coming in and stepping into all your dreams and desires and know Mm -hmm. that you're deserving of it. Yes. So Adam and I have been working with Erica for the last few months. And what's absolutely extraordinary about the work that we've done is it all that dreaming and the vision boards that you've done. And, and I know that you do a lot of work with your subconscious mind and a lot of affirmations and, mm. and very mindful about the way that you live your life. You make a lot of conscious decisions for not only your health of mind, but health of being and soul food and, and everything, mm. the holistic approach. And so you have this way of wielding things into your experience, right? Like we have this in common where You'll write down your goals and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, 
I was here and then this opportunity presented itself and now I'm going to be at this yoga studio doing this, you know, activity with mm-hmm. all the gals around essential oils and and everything just seems to find its way into your experience because you're so aligned with the vision and you believe so strongly that it's only a matter of time before it's it's here. Absolutely. Absolutely. The power of your subconscious mind and the power of manifestation is real, you guys. I've been geeking out hard on the subject on the last couple (laughs) of months. And it's a subject to really get into if you want to start making real changes in your life. I mean, I wasn't thinking about the subconscious when I left my job and my husband. I just knew that I needed to make those changes. And I did the work that, that was available to me at that time. So now that I'm that I'm evolving and I'm just so I'm just so motivated to learn more. The idea of manifestation and and affirmations and using your subconscious mind to to get what you want is just true. It's truly fascinating. No matter how you use it, it's just a it's just an interesting topic. And the subconscious mind is much much more powerful than your conscious mind. And when you tap into the subconscious and really learn how to use that to your advantage, your life can change drastically. And I'm just starting to see the benefits of that. So it's interesting to me that you said that you, you weren't thinking about subconscious things like this when you were leaving your husband or your job. No. What's interesting is that you said that, you know, some of your biggest transitions, you felt this strong intuition that kept getting louder and louder and louder. Mm -hmm. Can you think of another time in your life where that has come up or where you have listened and followed that intuition? Um, I would say that after my marriage ended and I quit my career, that's when my intuition got a lot stronger. And because I started to learn to rely on it much more. And when you start to rely on your intuition, it's the intuition is only giving you guidance for your highest well-being. And that equates to joy. And when you're in a place of joy, that's the highest vibration that you can possibly be in. And when that happens, the universe is going to move all the obstacles out of your way. And so what's been happening is that because I'm so in tune now, I trust that everything that's coming my way, whether it's a new job or if it's an opportunity to do an essential oils workshop at my local yoga studio, they're all supposed to be happening because I'm in full alignment with my purpose. And so if for people who are struggling, whether it's in a marriage or a career or trying to get their exercise, if you're struggling, you're going against the grain and something is off. But when things just sort of flow, which has been happening over the past few years, I completely trust my intuition. I completely trust that everything that's supposed to happen to me is for my highest good. And if there's something wonky, that I need to step back and think, all right, wait, I got to listen to my body because energy is real. Let me just take inventory here and ask my intuition if this is the right decision. I'm in network marketing and I've been in business for network marketing I've been doing for the last few months, but I've been in the business world for years and LinkedIn is a place where I spend a lot of time on. And I was approached left and right from people who were trying to get me into their network marketing business. And a lot of it sounds really appealing, but I really had to do some some true listening to myself and say, wait a minute, this sounds great, but something's off. And so sure enough, when I go inwards, I knew that I had made the right decisions not to do those other opportunities because the essential oil business is really where I'm completely in alignment with. And so I would say 
certainly those network marketing opportunities that were coming my way and they were coming my way fast and aggressive. Intuition was my best friend during that period, for sure. I love that. And then I want to ask another question. One thing I want to highlight is that you said that you've been getting in this flow over the last few years and, and things have been falling into place. And the thing that I want everybody listening to really take away is that this doesn't happen overnight. And I feel like people so often are like, oh, well, I tried it for a week or two, like whatever that is, you know, whether it's affirmations or whether it's just, you know, being more mindful or, or doing whatever it is. Oh, I meditated for a month. It's like, for you, this has been a consistent and habitual practice, which has, you know, continued to serve you. And so I just wanted to highlight that. And because I do think that is so important. This is not a genie in a bottle where, you know, things happen overnight. But yeah. what's interesting is that I had somebody ask me a question one time, and I would love your perspective on it. So one time somebody asked me, Adam, how do I know the difference between my intuition or fear? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. This is actually a subject that if your listeners are interested in learning more about this, Sonia Choquette, C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T, She's a psychic, intuitive, and she talks a lot about this. And it's, how do I know the difference between intuition or wishful thinking or fear? And what she really talks about is asking the question out loud. And when you just sit in silence, listen to your body, see how it feels. If you ask a question and you're relying on your intuition, but you're not sure if it's wishful thinking or fear, see how your body reacts. If your body is okay, that sounds good. It relaxes. It feels natural. That's your intuition. If it's wishful thinking or fear, it's going to feel forced. It's going to feel like manufactured. It's going to feel, it just won't feel right. I mean, it's not that complicated, but when you really start practicing mindfulness and tuning in to your inner guide, it'll get easier over time. But I would say that would be a distinction for people to understand the difference between the two. And what I love about that is you talked about the feeling of it. And I feel like mm. a lot of times when people are trying to tap into those things, they're trying to think about it mm -hmm. rather than feel about it. And I think that that's one of the biggest differentiators, you know, at least from my perspective that I heard. So I love that. Yeah. And you can also ask the question. And if you're a more verbal person, or if you're just starting out with the energy work, a simple yes or no, whatever comes to you first whatever comes to you first is usually the right answer. And we all know that from test taking over the years, it's usually your first answer is the right one. Same thing with intuition. Ask a question that you want to get answered, hear the yes or no, and you'll know over time as you practice, what is this yes manufactured, but you got to trust. You've got to really trust and combine your, the feelings of, that you're having in your body with the answers that you're getting from your mind. I like that you said the word practice. And like Adam was saying earlier, is that this doesn't happen overnight. So the more that you do it, the more you strengthen it. It's like mm. a muscle. Yeah. So the more you learn to rely on your intuition and to trust it and to just, there has to be this element of surrender in order for the work to be done mm -hmm. and for you to receive what it is that you desire. So the more that you put it into practice, the easier it'll become. So at first, if you ask a question, you can ask a question right now. We can pause for a minute and you're like, uh, I didn't get my answer. Where's my mm -hmm. answer? But then you can go to the coffee shop and have a conversation with a complete stranger or somebody sends you a text message that's relevant or you, you read some kind of email. or And so it comes, it just yeah. knowing, trusting and having the patience to receive, being open to receive the answers. The more you do it, the faster and easier it'll be. 
Signs are a big one too. Numbers. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So for anyone that's listening to this episode and is at their own crossroads in their life and maybe is not feeling fulfilled with their job or their relationship, their environment, their support system or lack thereof, what advice would you have for them, Erica, if they felt that fear and their intuition was kind of hinting that they should make you know, some kind of move, what would you say to them? I would say that a lot of the work is done. I mean, the way that I learned to feel the fear was to seek out support. And whether that would be a book or a class, personal development is, is something that I think is, is really underrated. And if you're in a situation where you're not sure what to do, your intuition is kind of fuzzy at this point, seek out resources to help you understand what it is that you have internally that is so powerful that it can really overshadow any fear you have. I can't recommend Gabby Bernstein enough. She really is someone who I have been following for years. She is someone who has overcome addiction and she is now one of the top spiritual leaders in the world now. I mean, she's really someone who I, by reading her books, gave me the power and the confidence and the courage to do what I needed to do. So seek out resources and, and it'll come to you. I mean, I think when you start to put that energy out into the universe saying, I need help, I need some guidance here. These types of books or classes, they'll start sort of just popping up, whether it's on the internet or somebody will be talking about it and you have to pay attention. And I think that's the lesson here is really just pay attention to those conversations or those pop-ups that you might see on your Instagram or something. Because the more you research these types of things, the more you'll get. And I think that the power of the internet is certainly something that, you know, we are very fortunate to have um, these days. So I would say just ask for help, seek support, seek guidance, and it'll come. Yes. Get resourceful. Yeah. Like you said, the resources are so readily available. There's no excuse if you're interested in something or if you're looking for support or guidance on a subject that may not be your forte. It's someone's forte. Someone loves, you Mm -hmm. know, someone loves to talk about it, to do it and has a blueprint for you. And so a lot of those resources are at our fingertips. And if not, there's someone doing what you want to do, then ask them to go have a cup of coffee with you to learn more. So thank you for that. I think the last question that I would have for you, Erica, along the same lines is what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? You know, I thought about this question and I kept coming back to a quote that I came across during my early stages of marriage, (laughs) my career. And I was on this, I was on a kick for a while, just like looking at these quotes and writing them down in my, in my journal or my iPhone notes, part of them. But one just stuck with me all these years. It's a quote. Her first name is Mindy. And of course my, her last name is escaping right now, but she wrote growth is painful. Change is painful, but nothing is as painful as being stuck somewhere where you don't belong. And wow, that I remember reading that quote for the first time. And that I think set me up for a lot of the changes that came after. I mean, yes, there were other things that were happening, but that piece of advice, even though it was a quote for the masses, I felt it was just for me. And I love that because it just, it just made so much sense and it resonated on such a deep level. 
And as we were talking about earlier, you know, what would my life have been like if I stayed where I was? And I think about that every day. And that's why gratitude in my life is such a, is such an important practice of mine because, you know, life right now is so good. And had I not made those changes and if I had not done that work, I don't even want to think about where my life would be right now. So that quote was part of the trajectory of my life. Absolutely. I love we it. do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we are extremely grateful for you coming on the podcast and sharing your story. And so for anyone that needs to borrow, you know, hope and belief from you, and maybe they are where you were when you first started off and knowing what could be waiting for them on the other side is extremely powerful. So we appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your story. If anyone wants to hear more of you or what you do, where could they find you, Erica? I am on Instagram and you can find me under Erica Lynn, E-R-I-C-A-L-Y-N. There are underscores in between each letter. So because someone else had Erica Lynn, (laughs) how dare they? Um, (laughs) So I do post a lot there. I have a website also, Erica Lynn, E-R-I-C-A-L-Y-N dot U-S. I post there about essential oils, young living essential oils, as well as a personal blog, which is everything but essential oils. And I'm also on Facebook, Erica Lynn. So awesome. you can come friend me. I'd be happy to talk to you and riff about all these subjects. My favorite. <laughs> awesome. We're, we're going to have to have you on again. We didn't even get into essential oils or hospice or any of the other practices oh, that you've cultivated. So Part two. We, <laughs> yes, part two. We thank you. Hope you have an amazing, amazing day. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Sandra and Adam. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Erica. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you could be anywhere doing anything, but I'm incredibly grateful that you decided to spend your time with us. We hope that there were some valuable pieces that you took away from this. If you want to catch more of our episodes, then go right now and subscribe. And remember, wherever you are on your journey, keep going and never quit.